Well, tonight is Fashion Friday. And, um, right, my outfit's amazing. I hope you like it because I put it together for you because I know you have to look at me this whole time and I can't be up here not looking cute. Um, but who else in this room tends to notice what people are wearing? I, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I tend to notice people's outfits. I like notice the details. I notice the shoes, you know, the jewelry that they're wearing with the outfit. If they're, if it's like, you know, what's the word monochromatic or if it's like totally like this is not monochromatic, you know what that means? Who knows what that means? Matching like monochromatic would be like this uh, plaid shirt and then I'd wear plaid pants of the same color and then a pair of shoes. So the whole outfit would be like blended together as opposed to what I'm doing, like wearing polka dots and plaid, right? You get it? Okay, so I notice things like that. I love fashion. I think secretly I um, wished I could be like a fashion consultant because I look at people's outfits and I think, hmm, I don't think that fits their personality or their body shape. I think they should be wearing, you know, I do that. Does anybody else do that? Yeah, I do that. Or, mm, they don't look good in heels. They should be wearing flats. They're too tall for those heels. I know. I do that. Not to be mean. It's just because I know that's what I notice. So um, I want to talk tonight about fashion. And how many of you would love to just, I mean, there's, I would love to just, like, get rid of everything in my closet like everything, like shoes, jewelry, everything, and start all over. Who wants to do that? Yes. Doesn't that sound like fun? We see it like on TV, those what not to wear shows where they have to bring in their clothes and then they end up throwing them away and getting a whole new outfit. Gosh, that would be so much fun. If you want to bless me for Christmas, that would be a good gift. So anyway, Tonight we're going to talk about fashion and our wardrobes and what we have in our closets. And I'm going to start with Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. And it says, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place. Uh -uh. Quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master has forgiven you. And regardless of what else you, what el what else you put on, wear love. It's your ba basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. That's what Colossians 3, verses 12 to 14, 14 says. Another version says at the end, says, and over all of these things, wear love. It binds them all together you guys laughing at? Somebody's laughing. Oh, we're laughing at the baby. Okay. So I was just making sure like I didn't, my lipstick wasn't over here. Okay. So every single one of you ladies in this room tonight has been chosen by God from the youngest to the oldest. If you didn't already know it, I'm here to let you know that God has chosen you and he's picked you out a wardrobe to wear. John 15 16 says, you didn't choose me. Remember, I chose you and put you in the world to bear fruit that won't spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he gives to you. So I want you to keep this in your mind tonight as I share with you about the clothes we tend to wear as women. 
that Jesus promised us that whatever we ask the Father, he will do it for us. That whatever we ask him, he gives us. Colossians says, dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for you. In the scripture, we find the details of these outfits and how we're supposed to wear them. It says compassion. Compassion can be described as concern for others. Kindness, being friendly and generous and considerate. Humility, being modest in your recognition of yourself in relation to who God is. Uh, quiet strength, that means a quiet person who makes great changes with the simple actions in their lives. Disciplined, using reason to determine the best course of action. That's a disciplined life. Even-tempered, not easily annoyed. Content with second place, that's a big one, because again, amongst women, um, competition is a big thing. Comparison is a big thing. So content with second place, not com competing to be noticed or seen, quick to forgive and wearing love. Some of us in this room are not wearing the clothes that God has picked out for us, myself included. And so tonight, I want to share with you, I want to share with you um, some of the things that I found in my closet. As I started to, I found the scripture and I thought, wow, God, what have I been wearing? It's not what you picked out for me. And I started to consider, what are the clothes, that, what's, what's the clothes that I've been wearing? What are my outfits looking like? And so I want to share with you some stories, some experiences that I remember when I look in my closet and see the clothes that I've been wearing. And I also want to share with you some stories. I um, asked a few friends. I talked to them about this message, and I asked them to share some of their stories of what they found in their closet. And so I'm going to share that with you tonight. So let me show you what I found in my closet this week. And I actually wore these clothes very recently. Um, as I go through my own closet, I'm ashamed to be honest. I'm ashamed of what I found in there. And I'm a little embarrassed. I'm actually a lot embarrassed. But I'm willing to show it to you. This is not something that you just go and tell people, oh, this is what I did. Because it's embarrassing. You don't want people to see you that way. But I'm willing to share it with you because I don't want you to feel like you can't be real and show what's in your closet to the Lord tonight. Show God what's in your closet and let him throw that out. So, number one, the first thing when I looked at my closet that came to my notice was anger. Anger. I found anger, the dress of anger in my closet. I wore anger just this last week. And I had a disagreement with someone that I love, and instead of being even-tempered, I was quickly annoyed by something that was said, and I flew off the handle. To be quite honest, I hadn't worn this outfit in a really long time. I struggled with anger for a very long time. It was my safety. It protected me. It was my guard to protect myself. But it was an ugly dress. But it felt good to me. So this last week, I decided to put that dress on again. And that morning, 
that 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 day that I flew off the handle to someone that I love, we had a conversation in the morning. And in that conversation, something was said that caused me to feel a, a certain way. And I responded to that feeling by putting on the dress of anger. And I wore that dress that day, waiting for the right moment to show what that dress looked like. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9, don't be quick to fall off, to fly off the handle because anger boomerangs. So in this instance, after I flew off the handle and yelled, I felt so ashamed. Instead of making the person feel bad, I made myself feel horrible. I felt horrible. I didn't feel good about it. It did not make me feel better. A lot of times we think, oh, I just got to let it out so I can feel better. I don't think that's true. It made me feel horrible. So I wore anger. Pride is the next thing I found in my closet. We only have one car and five people living in my household who all have to be at different places at the same time five days a week. Who can relate to that story? (laughs) We start off at 6 a.m. with the kids getting up and getting ready for school. My gracious husband gets up to take them. All three kids go to three different schools. Within like five minutes of each other, they have to be there. So we start off at 6 a.m. with the kids getting up and ready for school. My husband graciously takes the three kids to three different schools in 30 minutes of time. In a 30-minute time, he has a drop-off to three different schools. And then he has to return to come back and pick me up and then take me to school in between like 8, 30, and 9 o'clock. So he's left to take the kids to school, and I get a text from him that says, hey, I have an appointment at 9 o'clock. And that's all the text says. And so I think to myself, huh, okay. In other words, he was saying, I need you to get ready and be ready to go by 8.30 so that I'm not late to my appointment. He didn't say all that, but, right, that's what he meant in the text. Instead of making myself second, I thought, well, that's just too bad. You should have let me know a long time ago. So because I was so tired and I was annoyed that he didn't give me enough time, I didn't care about what time it was. And I got myself together slowly like I do in the morning because I'm tired. And guess what? My husband was late for his appointment. So pride. Instead of thinking, I'm content with being in second place, I'll hurry up and get ready so he can be on time, I thought, well, you should have given me more notice. And I didn't pay attention to the time. And he was late. And guess what? I didn't apologize. (laughs) The next thing I found in my closet is selfishness. It was, we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and so I had all my family staying at my house, and we had such a good time together. So much of a good time that I neglected to take time to seek my Savior and to pray and to talk to God. The problem is, when I do that, my emotions get all over the place. I have a hard time dealing with me when I don't spend time with God. I deal with anxiety and fear, and that anxiety comes out of my body in the forms of having headaches, having neck pain, having back pain, and that's because I was selfish and putting my 
once first when it really is not that big a deal. I could have gotten up maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier to tell the Lord, thank you for bringing my family here safely. Thank you for giving me this time with them today. I love you, God. I didn't do it because I didn't make it a priority because I put other things ahead of that. So I was selfish. When I'm selfish, I'm not disciplined about anything. I get easily distracted, and I lose track of what I'm doing and why I'm even doing it. When I get that way, it makes me feel like I'm losing my mind. Does anybody else know what that feels like? So when I'm like that, I'm really good about putting myself first. And this leads me to the next garment, which is shame. When I wear my undisciplined clothes, it leads me to feeling ashamed of myself. I'll look in the mirror, and I hate what I see. I hate what I see. So let me ask you tonight, am I the only one in this room wearing these types of clothes? Am I the only one? I asked, like I said, a few of my friends to take an inventory of their closets this morning and to share with me their responses. Now, if you did share a response and I don't share it tonight, um, don't get offended. I just didn't have time to put it in here, but I just want to thank you for sharing it with me. Um, but one friend said bitterness and resentment she found in her closet. And this is what, how she described it. She said, I have found myself wearing this piece of clothing that does not suit me well. I began to have hard feelings towards some friendships. I allowed my mind to lead me into thinking that some individuals have not been there for me in ways that I wish they would be. Feeling like the only time I get a text or call is whenever something is needed of me rather than to genuinely ask me how I'm doing. It caused my heart to become bitter and distant. How many relate to that? Of course, she said, every piece of clothing has to have a matching set. So paired with that bitterness and resentment was pride. I wore pride so boldly, having the I don't need anyone attitude which reflected in my actions outwardly as I stopped pursuing anyone intimately and had a wall up to anyone who attempted to get close. I lied to myself and believed I was okay, alone, and didn't need anyone or anything. Not realizing the prison I was beginning to place myself in, not only as I, not only was I hurting myself, but I'm sure that my actions were felt and caused hurt to others. I relate to that story because I've felt that way before. Another friend said frustration. She found frustration in her closet. As I look into my closet and I see a particular article over and over again, I have plenty of it. I have this piece of clothing in many colors and patterns. I didn't even realize it until now, but I wear it every day. I eat with it, I shower with it, I do my hair and makeup with it, I go to work with it, I walk my dog with it, I clean and cook with it, I even pray and read the word with it. I don't do anything without it. If you were looking in my closet, you would assume that it was my favorite collectible item. You know, like how most girls love their one item that they can be a little bit obsessed about, like makeup, shoes, or workout clothes. I know if I don't have to go to school or work for a week, you'll probably find me in workout clothes every day of the week, but I don't go to the gym. I just like to wear the clothes that look like I went to the gym. She said, the problem is I have so much of it, and I don't even like it. 
I have that problem too. I have so much clothes in my closet and I don't like any of them. It doesn't look good on me. It doesn't complement my figure, nor does it express who I am. I've become so comfortable with this clothing article that it has become my security blanket, almost as if I don't know how to be without it. When I have it on, I am short with people. I tend to roll my eyes a lot. I nitpick. I am not kind. I am difficult and challenging to be around. And before you know it, I blow things up and I say things and do things out of frustration that I will soon regret. Covered in shame, I feel terrible about myself. I get easily annoyed and I hurt good friends. I get easily annoyed and I start an argument with my husband. I get easily annoyed and I become unfriendly to a coworker. Maybe you wear some of the same outfits. I literally can relate to every instance, every story that was shared to me. Maybe you're wearing some of these same outfits. If you look at the scripture and what it says, and I looked up the opposite of what it suggests that we wear, and I came up with these words, unconcerned and indifferent. That means having no interest or concern for others. Unkindness, unfriendly and inconsiderate. Pride, thinking of yourself first and quickly. Loud, making a lot of noise and talking a lot of talk but not doing much else. And the sad thing is that all of these words that I looked up describe most of the women that I know. Easily annoyed, competitive, needing to be the first and the best. Hard for you to forgive. Judgment, how about wearing the clothes of judgment? When we look at others and we judge what they're doing and why they're doing it and making assumptions of why they do what they do when we have no idea what's going on in their lives. How about the clothes of insecurity that we wear? And we cover them up sometimes. We can cover them up with kindness, but the insecurity is still there. And it affects our responses and how we're received. How about the clothes of comparison? looking at others and comparing what you have or how you look with others. You know what comparison breeds? Jealousy. It causes you to forget what God's done for you. It robs you of joy and experiencing what's right in front of you. And a lot of us wear clothes of comparison. We cannot allow our feelings to determine our fashion. Living a life doing whatever you feel like, when you feel like, that's like a meme that's out there. You see it on Instagram. It comes up every now and then or on Facebook or even on Pinterest to do what makes you feel good. Sometimes that's appropriate, but more times than not, it's not appropriate. That's how people live. They live just doing what they feel like doing whenever they feel like doing it. That's the problem. That's a problem. We have grown women living their lives that way, and they have young daughters and young girls watching the way that they live. It's creating a problem. Living a life doing whatever you feel like when you feel like is a life shaped by feelings and things, and it's a life full of empty nothingness. 
It's a life of wearing the same thing over and over and over again. Don't you just get disgusted with yourself when you're like scrolling through Facebook? I mean, I don't know, I do. And I see like all these pictures from different um, events or different things and I'm wearing like the same shirt over and over and over again. That annoys me. Living a life out of how you feel is like wearing the same thing over and over again. Some of us need to clean out the clothes from our past seasons and throw out those outfits and not wear them again. Do you allow your circumstances to tell you how to dress? Each of us have faced those moments and circumstances where we feel like giving up. I know that. Moments where it seems like everyone is against us. No matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, things just turn out wrong. It often seems like when this starts, it's like a cycle and things go from bad to worse. No matter what I do, we think things are just not going to get better. How many have thought that before? What's the point of even trying? Or I'm past the point of changing. I felt that before. As the holidays approach, the things in our lives that aren't working tend to become magnified. Maybe broken families, loneliness, lost relationships, money problems. Maybe thinking this way, I want my kids to have a great Christmas and I want to buy nice gifts, but I just don't have the money. I want to make memories, but I just don't have the time or the energy to do it. I would love to spend the holidays with family, but I can't get along with them. How many relate to those statements? I need to work out, but I'm just too tired. I need to get healthy, but I just can't control my urges. I need to stop losing it with my kids, but I just feel so frustrated all the time. Remember in the beginning, I asked you to remember the scripture, John 15, 16, where it says, you did not choose me. Remember, I chose you. That's Jesus talking to you. And put you in the world to bear fruit, fruit that will not spoil. As fruit bearers, whatever you ask the Father in relation to me, he will give to you. Psalm 73 verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart forever. So we just went through my closet and a couple of other girls' closets. And man, my strength has failed me. My flesh has failed me. And this, I got the same response. Wow. That really made me question and, and evaluate myself and realize I have some work to do. I have some cleaning to do. I need to fill some bags and get rid of those bags. It, on one way, it can make you feel like disappointed in yourself, discouraged, because I go back to the statements of, you know, I want to have a great Christmas, but I can't afford it. I want to get healthy, but I can't control myself. I want to create Mary's memories, but I'm too tired. Those are real emotions, real life situations, real things that as women we deal with. And so we can feel our flesh and our heart 
failing and lose hope and get discouraged? How can I wear anything different because of how I feel? But God says, he is the strength of my heart forever. It says, my flesh and my heart have failed me. But when I choose to put on selfishness, anger, and pride, my heart and my flesh fail me. But God is the strength of my heart forever. Those two words communicate a clear message to God's response to our wardrobe and the outfits that we wear over and over again. When we choose for ourselves these outfits based on our circumstances, challenges, or the attacks that we may be facing, where it says, but God is my strength, that's his response. Because life hits you. Things happen. And it can be hard to find your hope. But God. There are so many of you here tonight that are struggling and are just wearing the same thing over and over again. And let me tell you, this is a joke. That outfit makes your butt look big. (laughs) You see, your life may look one way, but God is the strength of your heart and your portion forever. Colossians says we are chosen for a life of love and have a wardrobe that God has picked out for us to wear, even when our hearts and our flesh fail us. As God's chosen daughter, we are not subject to our natural responses. That means I don't have to get up and put on clothes based on how I feel because God's is the strength of my heart. When I slip back into my old clothes, I can run to my strength and redress myself up again. I want you to leave here tonight knowing that you are not what the world says that you are. That you are not what you feel. We have feelings. That doesn't mean that's what you are. But the world tells us opposite. You are not what you have done. You are not who you married to. You're not who you are married to because some of us are in bad relationships. And you are not what your family is. Dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you. Allow God to be your strength and ask him to help you choose better clothes to fit your figure. Clothes that speak to who you really are. The clothes of compassion and concern for others. The clothes of kindness and being friendly and generous and considerate. The clothes of humility, being modest in your recognition of yourself. The clothes of quiet strength, a quiet person who makes great changes with simple actions. The clothes of discipline, using reason to determine the best course of action. How many times do we make decisions without reasoning within ourselves? of what the best course of action is, that we just respond out of how we feel. The Bible tells us not to do that, to be even-tempered and not easily annoyed, to be content with second place and not competing to be noticed or seen, and to be quick to forgive. And after you do all those things, you still need to put on love because it binds all those things together. And God loves us and gives us love to put on. We can't put on love 
if we don't know God. Without God, there is no love. And people think they know love. But if they don't know the Lord as their Savior, they do not know what love is. Will you all stand with me tonight? Eddie, if you would help me out on the keyboard. Now, I know every, the first three stories were my own personal stories, my own personal experiences that happened very recently. And then the rest of the stories that I read were all clothes that I'd put on to. And I know if you take a moment to inventory your closet right now and you consider some of the clothes that you've been wearing, you might find some things in there that are ripped and torn, that don't fit properly, and you probably shouldn't be wearing them. And sometimes we just need a little help. Sometimes we need somebody to say, girlfriend, that does not look good. And love. I'm not saying that to you. Jesus is. In love, he's saying to you, daughter, I've picked out so much, much better for you. This is like way nicer and it's going to look so good on you. And you're going to feel so much better about yourself. When you look at the mirror and you don't like what you're wearing, right? My husband's like, why did you change that? Because I didn't like it. And he's like, it looked good. It doesn't matter. I don't like it. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to feel good. My son asks me all the time, Mom, you changed like three times. He doesn't get it. It's because I didn't feel good in those clothes. And so Jesus is saying to you tonight, let's go through the clothes that you don't feel good wearing that you are still keeping in your closet. And I want to give you some new outfits. I want to take you shopping and give you some new clothes. How many would like that? Yes. So before I move on, I just want to invite anyone here tonight. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to invite you to know him. If you would all bow your heads, just out of respect for our sisters and our friends and our daughters and our cousins and our grandmas, if you realize that you've walked away from God as your Savior and you want to recommit to Him tonight, I want to give you that opportunity to do that. Because sometimes we could hear a message, we can hear something and we think, gosh, I want that, but I don't deserve it. So I'm not going to ask for it. Well, I want to get that out of the room because everyone, none of us deserve it. But God loves us so much that he doesn't look at what we deserve. He doesn't take an inventory of our life and say, oh, nope, they don't deserve it, like we do. And so if you feel like you've walked away from the Lord in your heart and you want to recommit to him, if you would just raise your hand, I'd like to pray for you. Also, maybe if you've never made that commitment, if you've never made the commitment to know Jesus as your Savior, I want to invite you to pray a prayer with me tonight to confess with your mouth. The Bible says that we believe with our heart and we confess with our mouths unto salvation. 
And if you need to know the Lord, if you want to know the Lord, just raise your hand and we'll pray with you tonight. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just want to give you that opportunity. Okay. Now God says it's time to go shopping. We can't just go shopping and fill up our closet and not get rid of the other stuff. So we have to go back to our closets right now and think about, this is how I realized what was in my closet. By thinking about the experiences that I had just had that I I still felt. When I read that scripture and I started to think about the clothes that are in my closet, I thought, wow, compassion is not in my closet right now. Putting myself second is not in my closet right now. Humility is not in my closet right now. So if those things are not in my closet, then what is? And I started to think about instances like where I made my husband late because I didn't want to be considerate. I put myself before him when all I had to do was just get ready maybe 10 minutes faster and he would have been on time. So think about those things. That was still fresh in my memory because I did not feel good about wearing that. It didn't make me feel good to wear that. So think about those moments. And let's allow the Lord to remove those garments. Lord God, we just come before you tonight, Father. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your truth, God. We thank you for your acceptance, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for your promise that you chose us and that whatever we ask, Lord God, in your name, that you would do it for us. And God, tonight I ask that you would do something for these women here tonight. Lord, that you would help them to clean out their closets, Lord God. And that you would replace the torn, ripped, dirty clothes, the old garments, Father. That you would remove them, God, and that you would replace them with beautiful gowns, with jeans that fit perfectly, with t-shirts that form our bodies well, and the shoes to match, God. Thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much that even when our hearts fail, when our flesh fails, God, you are our strength and you are our portion. And we don't have to be ashamed because of wearing the same mistakes over and over again. I just come against shame right now. I come against anxiety right now. I come against depression. I come against feelings of loneliness. And I command you to release every woman here under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord God, for healing and comfort, Father. I thank you for freshness and joy, Lord God. I thank you for strength. I thank you, Lord God, for encouragement and hope to be renewed. In Jesus' name. God, you are faithful. You are faithful, Lord. You are faithful.
We thank you, Lord. If you can just hang with me for a few more minutes, I'm almost done. I really feel like God wants to do something specifically and personally for some of you. Personally for some of you. For some of you, this was exactly what you needed to hear. And I don't care if you're a member of this church and you're in leadership or how long you've been serving the Lord or if you're a new member or if you're a guest. I don't want you to be ashamed. I don't want you to be ashamed to come out and say, I need some prayer. I need someone to stand with me. Sometimes it's that extra step that we have to go to say, I'm willing to let this go. I'm willing to not wear this anymore, even just for ourselves. I'm willing to let this go. And God, I'm willing to receive whatever it is that you have for me in place. And so if that's you tonight and you would like some prayer, I would invite you to come up and I'm going to have some of the women help pray for you and we'll go ahead and close out the service. So it doesn't have to be an embarrassing moment, but if you want prayer, I want to invite you after I close out in prayer to come on up and we'll have some of our women up here to pray with you. I'm willing to pray with you, but I hope that you received whatever it is that you needed from the Lord tonight. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for patiently listening to me tonight. And I just want to um, invite you to enjoy the rest of your time here tonight and make some new friends, have some fellowship. And also we have a booth um, up here, I think, some craft booths for the younger girls. So let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your healing power, God. We trust you, Lord. And I thank you, Father, for the new wardrobe that you've given us tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done and you're doing in our lives. I thank you for being our strength and our hope, Lord God, and our portion forever. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hope you guys enjoy yourselves tonight. Have a good, you can clap. If you need prayer, please come on up. I'll be up here and I'll have some of the girls up here and we'd love to pray with you. Enjoy your time. Don't leave yet. Shop, eat, have fun. Okay?